Well, welcome to The Raw Roaster. We have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Tucker Anderson. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm one of the campus pastors here at Calvary Church. And this past weekend was our, our Unity Weekend, where we celebrated the, the rich diversity at Calvary, but the reality that we're unified uh, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And to, to celebrate this weekend, we have a guest speaker. We had a guest speaker, and we have a guest on our podcast today, uh, Dr. Sammy Wanyoni. Sammy, it is really good to have you here, and uh, glad you've chosen, chosen to join us on this podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. It's such a joy to be here at Calvary and uh, to be with you on the podcast, to get to have this moment some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm also joined by uh, Steve Taylor, who, uh, Steve, uh, you serve on one of our teams at Calvary, known as the Imago Day team, right. and uh, glad to have you on the podcast uh, as well. It's wonderful to be here, an opportunity to to be with Sammy, too, as well, and uh, again, share our excitement around, around what's happened this last weekend as we've been focusing around our diversity, but in the midst of that diversity, our unity in Christ. So, it's been a good, good morning, I think. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, Sammy, would you take an opportunity to share a little bit more about your background and the ministries that you have significant involvement in? Yeah, so I, I lead a I lead a ministry called Shine, and under Shine we have uh, both the global side of things, uh, where we take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. Uh, as of today, we've been to twenty four different countries, uh, sharing the message of hope. Uh, we've shared with close to four million people. Uh, around the world. And uh, uh, on the local front, uh, we have uh, an initiative we call Merge. And uh, the goal of Merge is to mobilize the church in the Twin Cities and actually around America uh, to share the gospel of Jesus with the nations that are here in in the United States. Uh, Like here in the Twin Cities, we have about a million people first and second generation Mm. uh, from over 100 different nations. Uh, In fact, we just held an event at the Minnesota State Capitol and 136 ethnicities were represented at the event. And so you can see that right here in our own backyard, there is rich diversity of peoples, nations, languages, religions, um, different belief systems and worldviews and uh, just a whole plethora of of, of people. I can't help but think that it's almost like a a, a Pentecost in, in some way with all, you know the nations gathered right on our doorstep that's right uh, and you know when you think about that context of Pentecost you know God timed it so perfectly when the nations were gathered in Jerusalem that's when Pentecost happened and so uh, thinking of it in the context of our own twin cities you know there's a gathering of nations here and it's a perfect recipe for revival I love that uh, that statement that you even used in your message today. This uh, the gathering of the nations as a recipe for a revival. Correct. Can you share a few stories of just how you've seen God at work? Uh, in the Twin Cities here? Yeah, so, um, you know, when we began to share this message, you know, a few years ago, first of all, there was a sense of shock, you know, from uh, the churches and pastors because they were they were busy, but they hadn't recognized this opportunity. And so there was this sense of shock and awe and, oh, is this really what's going on? And, you know, sometimes there's a sense of, of fear, but then also hope at the same time. Uh, and as we've continued, you know, it's, it's kind of been fun to see people um, 
people gain boldness and courage. Uh, you know, we've had teams going out to places like the Somali Mall or uh, the Hmong Mall, and they go, they test the food, and you know, they experience the different cultures. Uh, or even, you know, like throughout the summer, we had you know teams that were going out and sharing the gospel uh, in the Somali Mall, and sh- you know, they, they they're gaining that courage and boldness. Uh, for example, there's a group that is out of Chaska. Um, that uh, they actually have made it their habit. You know, there are about 20 people that go and spend time uh, with the Somali community. They invite them to their homes and they go sit, you know, with them in their in their Somali homes, uh, sitting on the floor and they bring their kids and they kind of play together. Uh, and it's just this amazing story of what God is doing in that regard. Wow. Steve, yeah. you, you've had, you know, some hand in... Uh, you know, the Imago Day ministry team as we've been talking. And I know, you know, the Imago Day team is really wanting to see Calvary get more and more involved in some of these spaces of uh, issues around uh, justice and God's heart for the nations, as Sammy yeah. has just been describing. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about what's the mission of Imago Day? So if someone were to ask you, how would you respond? And then um, what are some of the hopes and dreams that this team has? Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful question to kind of set the stage here because the Imago Day Ministry Team was formulated, you know, based upon our our mission as a as a church, which is building relationships, seeing Jesus transform lives, and and one of the key elements to that mission statement is is one of the value statements that that Calvary has. And that value statement says this, it says, compassionate advocates for justice, uh, living grace-filled lives of encouragement, forgiveness, and reconciliation while serving in our local and global community. So coming out of that value statement was really the Imago Day ministry team, the leadership team of the pastoral leadership team of the church, uh, as well as uh, as well as the elder board, stepped into that value and said, you know, we really need to create a more uh, deliberate um, uh, step in that direction, and what can we do? So they formulated what what ended up being called uh, the Imago Day ministry team. And our ministry team is focused around a number of different things in terms of the charter, but the main, the main line, I think, in that charter is the team's purpose is to guide Calvary Church to pursue, pursue a more intentional, tangible, and strategic expression of biblical diversity and biblical justice as informed by the Word of God and the movement of the Holy Spirit. So that that was kind of the reason why we came together, uh, and mainly to line ourselves up with what Calvary is focused on in terms of values, and then also pr- provide a vehicle by which we can get the entire congregation thinking about that, since it's such a... And Sam Sammy brought it up so clearly this morning and in the in the movie we watched this morning um, uh, from the biblical from the Bible project around justice and what does that really mean you know and getting into the depth of that uh, so coming out of that discussion was our name Amago Day mm-hmm. uh, which we really believe is the one idea that is the most central to this whole discussion and dialogue around biblical diversity uh, and, and biblical justice and what that means. So if you've got that one right, then everything kind of flows from that idea of, of Imago Dei. Well, Steve, I'm glad you brought up the role of the Spirit, too. And, and unfortunately, I feel like as Baptists, sometimes we, we forget about the third <laughs> member of the Trinity. Uh, and Sam, you so clearly brought out the role of the Spirit 
what role specifically do you see the Spirit playing in drawing the nations here in the, you know, even in Minneapolis, Twin Cities, how have you seen the Spirit at work in the in drawing the nations to understand the good news of the gospel? Well, um, I mean, the, when you when you engage with the nations, you realize that there is a real hunger for spiritual um, encounter, and they're looking for spiritual answers for for to be touched as a whole person. Uh, and so, what the Holy Spirit does is that He brings what is authentically kingdom or what is authentic, you know, in terms of the the God experience um, and 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 reveals it to these nations. Uh, and now, of course, as, as God's people, as the church, we got to be prepared uh, and ready to actually manifest that and speak to that. Um, and that is what we are seeing, you know, as we speak to it, that the nations are actually open. Um, and, and as I mentioned in the message, you know, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does immediately when we come to Christ and we are open to him is that he takes us out of our comfort zone and um, like he took the disciples and suddenly they were speaking a language they didn't learn, a language they were not familiar with. The idi- they were using idioms and figures of speech that um, naturally was uncomfortable for them. Um, and so God didn't go getting the nations to embrace the disciples' way. He got the disciples to embrace the nations' way. Uh, and as a result, the nations were out by it and say, what is going on? And what can I do to join you, to be part of you? And so that's kind of what we are seeing as we get out of our comfort zone, as we get the believers to cross the barrier. Um, just like, you know, with Fox 9, the, when the, the news people were there, and they were asking this one participant, he's like, I've never experienced this since I moved to Minnesota. You know, this is so unique. Uh, and as a result, they are open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and that is all the work of what the Holy Spirit is doing. We just got to be present to him uh, and allow him to work in us through the spirit and the truth. You know, there's there's probably an, an element of human nature that we, we want to remain comfortable. We don't, there's nothing comfortable getting out of your comfort zone um, just by its very nature. And maybe, Steve, I know you, you on yeah. the Samago Day team have been thinking about how do we get Calvary out of Calvary's comfort zone? What would you say is the first step? Yeah, um, this whole weekend has been bathed in prayer. It, it, it is, there, there has been a prayer team that's been very focused for the last several weeks around this day for Calvary Church. So that first step, I think, is, is praying about it. <laughs> Lord, uh, provide me with opportunities to connect and, and and just to have a, a conversation with somebody that's not like me um, different color different cultural background different and 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 it's amazing it's been amazing to me as I've been praying more deliberately about that <laughs> that he's provided those opportunities to mm. to happen so I think I think prayers prayer is a key element I think there's also uh, the fact that it, it, I think it's Part of the responsibility of the body of Christ to provide opportunities to step into other cultures and other opportunities. Uh, we had Julie and Bruce Adamson speaking this morning at, in our in our life group, in one of our life groups, and they were talking about the Muslim and Somali community here in the Twin Cities and how, you know, and they and they talked about how to how to approach someone who you know is a is a Muslim. How do you how do you talk to them? How do you share with them? What questions to ask them? You know, and you realize that 
they're not a whole lot different than we are. They have families. They they love to talk about they love to talk about their religion, and and that's okay. Let's listen to what that means and what they say, and you know, let's just be friendly. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, that kind of came down to simple friendliness just, just, yeah, with somebody. Getting with back to the basics. Different than, yeah. Let's go back to the kind of kindergarten 101, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's about it's about just being nice and friendly and, and asking a question or two and, you know, not becoming picky, just asking genu- questions. Taking a genuine you know, interest. Normal human questions that you would ask anybody, uh, especially if you see that they are a very different culture than you are. They love to talk about their culture. Provide them an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. How about yeah. you, Sammy? What would you say is, how would you challenge me to get out of my comfort zone? Well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll reinforce, you know, what Steve just shared here, b- praying. Um, you know, it, it, we find Jesus' example in uh, Matthew 9, uh, where he goes around different villages and he sees the uh, the desperation and he says they're like sheep without a shepherd. And then the first thing he tells us is that pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. Um, and so, um, first of all, you know, getting close, uh, being proximate, you know, entering that space and kind of just finding out. Jesus went around the villages. Uh, sometimes we're just sitting in our own space. Uh, but how about we, got, we, got, we get out and enter into, you know, geographical proximity uh, and engage with, talk with, uh, see what is going on. Sometimes the reason we don't act is because we have closed our eyes. We are not seeing. Uh, but when we get into that space, you know, so uh, it allows us to be able to see and allows us to be able to pray. Um, now, of course, we, we talk about praying, caring, and sharing. Um, part of caring is, you know, knowing something about their culture, uh, something about their background, something about their story. Uh, it's not, okay, here I am, look at me, but it is, oh, there you are. Tell me more about yourself. You know, what do you eat? What do you like? What? Where have you been? What has been your experience? Uh, if it's a refugee, you know, what's been your experience? Uh, if they live in the twins in the inner city, maybe you live in the suburb. They live in the city. You know, what? What's the? You know, what's what's your experience like? And just be there as a listener, um, because often out of that listening comes now the clarity to be able to respond uh, responsibly as a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're listening to The Raw Roast, and I'm having a conversation today with Dr. Sammy Wagnoni and Steve Taylor about this question of uh, how do we become sensitive to the, the reality that there are, are, the nations are at our doorstep. Mm-hmm. What, what, can, I, uh, can I just yeah. make a statement there? Yeah. Uh, we're planning on, a, uh, in October, a, um, some visits uh, as, a, as a group. We, we would go out as a group to various uh, Ministries that are here in the Twin Cities. So last yesterday we went we went on kind of a tour, uh, a culture tour of the Twin Cities, and we spent uh, time in an Ethiopian church, we, a Hmong church. Talked to the pastor there, pastor in an Ethiopian church, and what's going on there. We also spent an opportunity to go. We went to the to the Hmong market. If you've ever been to the Hmong market, it's absolutely worth the going there it's mm-hmm. a, it's a wonderful place but it gets you a sense and a feel for for their culture and 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 some of the things that that 
separate them or are different than, than my culture. Um, so those all become uh, opportunities then that we can provide. So we're going to provide another opportunity, the, the Imago Day ministry team, for, for a group of people to go out on that kind of culture tour. And I think, it, again, it kind of opens your eyes to what's, you know, what's going on and uh, where the different groups that are available to us that we can connect with. So what I hear both of you saying really is to be sensitive to God's leading, sensitive mm-hmm. to what God is doing in our midst, maybe coming to that, that, I, that reality with this humble posture of how can, how can I be part of what God is doing? That's yeah. right. And if, if there's like one or two things that you would want to leave with our listeners uh, if, of ways to get involved, ways to be sensitive to God's leading, what is the one or maybe two top things that you would encourage our listeners to do? You know, for me, I'll say um, being aware that God is working, you know, in the world. Uh, sometimes our own flesh may want us to stay away and say, oh, they're different. I'm not going to disrupt. Uh, you know, in, in, but it's really a posture of self-preservation. We're we not mm. really interested in the other. Uh, we are more interested in protecting ourselves. Uh, but, you know, being aware that, hey, I'm not my own. I belong to Christ. And in engaging with others, I come to them as though Christ is coming to them through me. Um, and that may mean even having mm. to learn a little bit of, uh, um, you know, what's their worldview, you know, uh, uh, connecting with them at the worldview level. Um, because, yeah, sometimes we don't want to, you know, assume that people are different, but the reality is that they are worldview things and understanding the worldview aspect of it actually helps us be able to connect better. Um, you know, if they're coming from a shame honor culture or from a fear power culture, you know, you're coming from a guilt innocence culture, you know, how do you engage? Uh, because it helps clarify the communication. Um, because I may be saying one thing, but you're getting it totally different because you don't understand the mindset from which I'm coming from. I may be talking of my family. And you, you're thinking it's just my wife, my kids, you know, but the other person is me, my wife, my kids, my grandparents, my grandparents, including my ancestors that died. When you go in the Hmong culture, you know, that's what they're talking about. So when they say, I'm going to meet my family, but they're going to the graveside, you know, you're going, you said you're going to meet your family. Oh, yeah. You're going to honor your grandfather who died at the grave. You know, so, <laughs> so, so it, it helps be able to clarify communication. And in fact, from a gospel standpoint, then you can be able to share, you know, knowledgeably what is going on. Mm. Steve, how about you? What, what are one or two things that you would challenge the listener with? Yeah. Perhaps uh, focusing in on, on how. The fact that we named our team the Imago Day Ministry Team, and using those two words, Imago Day, is not. A, we did that on purpose, actually, because it got people to think. Wait, wait a minute. You know, uh, we could have named it the Im- Image of God Ministry Team, but mm-hmm. we did it Imago Day so that it's kind of almost like a marketing tool in a way, <laughs> because it gets people to go, well, what, what, "What does that say? What, what are you trying to say with that?" So it opens up a discussion and a dialogue around, "Okay, what what are you really talking about here?" And and if I was to say what what I would say about that is is that the idea of Imago Day is is not only a theological idea; it is a heart. It's a heart thing. Mm. When you can begin to really, truly see people, regardless of who they are, 
I mean, see them as created in God's image, and 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 begin to really inculcate that into your heart and your sense of uh, being. That that is a revolutionary idea, and and understanding that if that idea, that very simple sense or idea that that God has communicated. If that's distorted in some way, how, how destructive that has been over time. Mm-hmm. So it's so important that we get that s- squared away and clear, and then begin thinking about when I and deliberately. Do, and this is what I've started doing: is when I see someone that comes walking towards me or whatever else, and let's say they've got a. a a black jacket on and a hood going everything up, you know, all of my stereotypes begin to come to the surface, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 how can I put those aside and really see mm-hmm. that encounter and that walking with that next to that person or with that person or bumping into that person, really seeing them in God's image. And and that is revolutionary. It really mm-hmm. at, at a very Kind of a, almost a micro level. It's not a big act. It's it's just changing your heart in how you respond to people, and from there, then really opens the door. I think to some of the things Sammy's talking about, where you're able to you're able to engage in other people's story and listen to them and and understand them, and not place judgment on them. You're just you're just a fellow human being, just being friendly with each other, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> and getting rid of some of these some of these barriers that are really very artificial barriers. And I think, Sammy, you've pointed that out too as well. So that'd be, my, that'd be my comment from there. Well, gentlemen, this has been really good for me to hear it, a good challenge for me. And you've left us with some, some good practical ways of engaging, engaging with our fellow uh, human beings, people made in the image of God. Yep. And to do so from a posture of prayer and humility uh, that you've emphasized, Sammy, today. And, and to... Make sure, as Steve, you've talked about that this core theological idea that we're that everybody is made in God's image uh, is guiding the way that we interact with others, yeah. um, and that it's uh, it's so foundational as you've emphasized. So thank you. I really appreciate both of you uh, yeah. taking the time this afternoon uh, to join us today, and I want to thank you for uh, for listening. If you'd like more information about Calvary Church, you can visit calvarychurch.us. You can check us out online or in person on Sunday mornings. If you have questions about today's episode, you can email us at podcast at calvarychurch.us. We would love to hear from you. If you have topics for future episodes you would like us to consider, we would encourage you to email those as well. We look forward to having you join us again next week.